Hello and welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour. I'm Greg. He's Chad. We're Greg and Chad from Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour. That's about the best type of introduction I can do because I got lost, Chad. How are you? Uh, I was just going to say, it's a good thing our names are Greg and Chad. Otherwise, this title of, of doing Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour would would have been really weird and odd. And I just want to say that, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks in my life have been very chaotic and very hectic. And so I don't know how powerful this episode is going to be. This may not be a full power, power half hour. This might be like a, I don't know what's the word for less than power. Um, uh, unleaded? unleaded D- maybe. Decaf? Or maybe I could just say it'll be a power five minutes with 25 minutes thrown in as bonus content. But here's the thing for the folks who, and reason for them to stick around. You don't know when those five minutes are going to be. They could be at the beginning. They could be at the end. They might be one minute here and there throughout the show. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably so keep be like listening. At a time. Yeah. So, so how, what, chaotic. Uh, what, what's been going on in your chaotic world? Oh, sir? my my work work world is just gone insane because, uh, you know, without giving too much away, because I try to keep things a little private and because of my employer, um, you know, being an almighty um don't don't do it don't do it yeah i will resist just resist the urge i am just saying that i am working uh, i work in the entertainment field i'm working on some shows that um i will probably never see you will probably never see but people halfway around the world apparently cannot wait to see and um so we're trying to get the get those episodes to them and uh it's just been you know, it went from uh, no one's going to watch this to all of a sudden, hey, we have two weeks and everyone's going to watch it. So it's done, right? Is it done now? Is it done now? How soon is it going to be done? If I give you five minutes, will you be done? Can I come back in a half hour and I'll be done? And then I have people being like, where's the stuff that we have to, you know, use to make the stuff so that it can be done? Will it be here in five minutes? Will it be here in an hour? If I come back to you in, in, in two days, will, will it be here? And that's, and I'm just sitting here going like, hands up, you know, I'm the shrug emoji right now. I'm just like, oh, so the, one of my favorite shrug gifts is the one of Elmo. I feel like you're Elmo right now. The hands in the air, like, I don't know what you want me to say. Exactly. I'm not doing anything. I just pass information back and forth. So can, can I know. ask a professional question? Sure. And feel free to ballpark the number. How many emails do you get work emails in one day, roughly? Uh, my current position, well, it's changed in the last two weeks because as things have gotten crazier, uh, when I was slow, it was only about 100 emails a day <laughs> before, before I switched position or before my position was switched on me. It was between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., it would be about 500 emails. And then between 6 PM and 9 AM, it'd be about another 150. How, how do you, how do you do it? Well, when it was the 500 emails, not all of them were for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that then you just filter out the ones that aren't for you and try to address now. Um, still not all for me. Some will come in and they're just 
like delivery notices or whatnot. But uh, because I'm used to filtering things out, <laughs> I don't necessarily read every line and every email. And um, let's just say that's bit me uh, a few times where someone will come back later and be like, hey, did you see this email? And I'll be like, yeah, of course I did. I was just uh, <laughs> waiting to get to, I was busy. And it was on my list of things to reply to, but in all honesty, no, because I, the subject line didn't pertain to me and I didn't care to read it. But but yeah, I think uh, this age of email, I, I, you know, I, and granted, I know that the job that I'm doing didn't exist 20 years ago, probably even 10 years ago because technology has made it a, a job that it mm -hmm. is now, but I don't know how people did my job in the past or how we did things in the past without email and, you know, constant, um, constant connection to things. Right. Like, it, yeah. I look at it in my world as well. Um, and I don't know if we've ever disclosed what I do publicly here on the show. I'm not planning on doing so right now. Uh, if anybody wants to know, you know, they can certainly email, whatever. Um, but my people that, that did, you know, even two years ago, what I do now, it was a mail-in business. Like you were sending everything through the mail. And I'm so glad that I came along, oddly enough, you know, mid COVID where we had adapted to, you know, really be able to do things electronically. Um, it has saved me in some ways. So very, very blessed in that regard. Well, and I'm going to segue into this because I told you off air that we may, you know, through our conversation, just hit on a topic that we weren't planning on talking about and, and whatnot. So I'm, I'm going to kind of hijack for a little bit. This is this, you know, this is like probably, 45 seconds of the power uh, that you're going to get for this hour or this half hour. But, you know, thinking about technology in some ways, it's a good thing because here it is. You and I are 2000 miles apart. We're doing this podcast. We're recording our voices. We're sending them out there that people who we don't even know may actually be listening to this. I mean, it's possible. I'm not going to say it's accurate, but there is the chance that someone somewhere around the world will, you know, see the title, the power half hour and be like, Oh my gosh, this sounds like the greatest show ever. I need to listen to it. If, if that's you, please comment, please let us know you exist. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, but you know, 20 years ago, again, I, everything is 20 years, you know, just like COVID time, time has stopped. I'm at that age now where everything is 20 years ago and 20 years is a lot later in life than I want to imagine. Because when I say 20 years ago, I'm think, thinking I'm talking about the 60s or 70s. Sadly, I'm talking about not even the 19th or the 20th century anymore. That's true. Oh my gosh, we're old. Yes, uh, not as old as Kevin, but we're old. True, true. Um, you know, but 20 years ago, had we wanted to do this, we would have had to go stand on the street corner and just shout out our opinions and our things for people to be able to hear. So. Could you imagine, I'm sure there were people like this back in the day, but like not prehistoric, but pre-modern Twitter where everybody's just walking down the sidewalk, spewing their thoughts. <laughs> uh, 
those people would have been, again, in a pre-modern society, would have been tarred and feathered. Yeah. Yet here we are making them celebrities and sometimes even presidents. Sometimes, yeah. And I, I like the quote that says, you know, so, social media was great. Or great. I'm, I'm messing up the quote. It's like uh, something like everyone having a voice sounded like a good idea until people started hearing their voices. Something along those lines. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's why, I mean, Twitter's fake. We all know that. Uh, by and large, I stay off of Twitter unless it's football season. Um, and, but I don't, I don't, I don't wade into those depths, you know? So. Yeah. I, I mean, I do socialize on Twitter and a friend was just uh, commenting this past weekend about uh, how I should stay off Twitter and how Twitter doesn't really, you know, isn't real. Like you said, it's, it's a vocal minority that appears to be the majority. And I said, but I have to be on Twitter because I have to keep Kevin Huntsberger's <laughs> in check. And she was like, yeah, but that's all public. I'm like, yes, I want to publicly shame him so that he doesn't get a big head. That's fair. Um, and uh, you know, of course, now he'll come back if he's listening to this. He'll be like, I don't know. I'm living rent free in your guys' minds. <laughs> I've got two mentions in the first 10 minutes of the show. Bring it on, man. My yeah. one, two, three cents, uh, dot com free plug. Free plug. Yeah. And it's true. We're using him to get ratings. So, you know, I think one of us is failing, or, you know, either we're failing at that or, or he's not, you know, pumping up anyway, anyway um yeah. so let's get on to at least a portion of what we had claimed we were going to talk about and uh it's especially mystifying if if folks are a third of the way through the show which they are by now we're just now getting to it especially if they've seen our uh, feature photo for this week's episode we're talking about tv shows i think at least the way my interpret uh, i interpreted uh mostly sitcoms that maybe did not age as well over time um or you know like you when you when you go back and i've got some examples of shows that i've tried to go back and watch it's like well what did i ever find you know interesting about that show um my interpretation of the topic was either shows that didn't age well or maybe shows you couldn't necessarily do in that manner today Hmm. I'm glad you know more about this because again, my note just says TV shows. So I was like, I'll know what this means. And uh, yeah. And and you did. And I'm like, I know what TV shows are. Yeah. You work in the industry. (laughs) Right. I watch TV. By the way, have you watched Cobra Kai? Yes. I have completed all of the, the Kai of Cobra. All right. I'm only halfway through season four. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's a. I, I'm just again. I think I probably said this on the last episode, but I'm just waiting for the uh, police officers to come in and arrest everybody because that's. Anyway, I'm sidetracking. So let's go to TV shows that couldn't be made today in the way that they were when they were on the air. And you said you have an example in that particular uh, framing of of the topic. I have two. One's from the 70s, and I believe one's from the early 80s. 
you were around, you'd be able to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Uh, the first one from the seventies, I get why it made sense, you know, why it was funny at that time. However, in again, the world we live in now, I don't think you could have a threes company hmm. where, See, where the only way you're able to have a male, uh, you know, a roommate is if he's, you know, homosexual. Um, I don't know why I went, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, that's to the Furleys. That's what Jack Tripper had to be. Uh, obviously he was not. And so I, I just don't think that that show gets greenlit in the 21st century for a, probably a multitude of reasons. One, the discrimination of you can't, uh, you know, discriminate of, of your, who your tenants are. And two, like the, the poser aspect, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think in today's society, he would just be, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> uh, I feel like McMurphy when I'm, uh, when, I, when I have a dart, I go for a dart. I have a dart. I got a dart. Um, but you know, the, and three's company is a show that I watched as a kid, not regularly, like, um, but I remember watching it, but I never, I guess I never, knew that was the premise of the show i just took it as three roommates living together and, mm-hmm. and you know i would have been under 10 when i watched it so maybe i didn't pay that close attention or i just didn't watch it as much as i think i did i don't and i don't remember what night it was on you know this is back when we only had three channels and uh, and, and i caught it purely in syndication after the fact yeah. so full full disclosure sure. yeah it's a show that i uh curious to go back and rewatch and just see, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, all I can remember is Don Knotts is awesome. Seventies outfits. Yeah. Um, and, and how he had, he had the, the neckerchiefs. Yeah. And everything. Uh, so that, that's one example. Again, I don't, I don't know if it could be done uh, now. And another one bumping up, uh, you know, a decade more recent is, Tom Hanks big kind of breakout uh, role. And that's bosom buddies uh, because then you have two men dressing as women again in 2022. You know, there are a lot of people who don't see a problem with that. And there are some people who do, we don't talk about those people. Um, but uh, uh, I, I feel like, you know, they would it, being Hollywood being what it is. I think they would, steer into that and you know but again it, it goes into um uh, uh uh not not discriminatory but uh you know restrictive tenant uh rules and things like that that are again outdated so its premise is probably not even uh you know feasible in in the 21st century is i don't and again i don't live in the big city but i'm pretty sure that in in this day and age uh, that they don't have any like women's only apartment complexes type of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I I've not seen any, but it's interesting that you bring this show up because I am guessing that you do not remember the 2012 show work it, which centered on two 
unemployed car salesman who realize that they are living in a woman's world. So they decide that to find work again, they must dress as women to get jobs as pharmaceutical reps. By doing so, it makes them better men, husbands, and fathers, but also makes them approach the sanctity of their nights at the bar where they can be themselves. Appreciate the sanctuary of, the, of their nights at the bar. And that's from 2012? 2012. It lasted 13 episodes. I have never heard of this. Uh, it. Um, I'm pulling it up on IMDb now just to see who starred in it. The only person that I know was not the main character, but John Caparulo, who's a comedian. Very funny guy. If you know, I know John. To- yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only name that I recognize in the cast of, uh, well, Stephen Tobolaski was in there as well, but uh, in the main cast, I, I do not know any of these people. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. And, John, and I, okay. So main cast, speaking of, as I'm looking it down, uh, Josh McDermott, who uh, had an extended role on The Walking Dead. Well, well, after doing the show, work it. I'm sure his career has been pretty much Walking Dead since then. No, no, no. This Walking Dead was after. I was trying to make a joke that the show killed his career. Sorry. I, I, uh, you should know better. <laughs> um, Leave the jokes to the funny people. Uh, but no, it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting that because I remember when this show came out and a lot of people were, I say a lot of people, it could have been like five that I actually just saw on Twitter or on news articles that were offended at the premise of the show. And that, um, you know, we would do something like that in this time frame that we were living okay. in. Again, I don't remember the show. I do. I did watch the show again, mainly for John Caparulo, who uh, I think should be a bigger star than he is. If you get the chance to see him, I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I enjoyed Booze and Buddies, and that's a show that I missed in its initial run. I caught it in syndication later. Of but, um, you know, R.I.P. Peter Scolari and Wendy Jo Sperber. But uh, yeah, it's just it's it's one of those shows that I think, especially the Booze and Buddies one probably didn't mean to wasn't trying to offend or and poke fun i think it just took a situation and now i you know maybe it's today's society where you can't joke about these things or you can't make these situations without being taken so serious right and i, I think that's part of the the problem with some of these older shows is we are now in a world where everybody's hypersensitive to being offended and, and almost going out of their way to look for ways to be offended. So that's why, you know, bosom buddies, again, I, as, as much uh, fondness I have for it in my heart, um, I, I don't, I just don't think it's a show that could be remade in a, in a, even in a, in a period fashion, you know? Um, but again, when you have a greats like Peter Scolari, Tom Hanks, uh, and that wicked, awesome uh, original, sound uh, a theme song then i don't you know remaking something like that is not likely to happen so yeah yeah well segueing off of that a show that again i watched as a kid must have most of it must have went over my head and i don't think it's so much that you couldn't do it today it's more like I'm curious to go back to see how it holds up in today's world. 
And that is all in the family Mm. because I, uh, you know, again, didn't really probably pay attention to the political nature of the show. Um, Don't really remember a lot of show plot points off the top of my head. So again, being very young when it was on, um, you know, like I can remember happy days, you know, jumping the shark and French, was it Pino Pink, Pinky Tuscadero? I can remember those things, but all in the family, I just don't remember that well. Um, but I would like to go back now and watch it to see how the political stuff lines up with today's environment. You know, would would Archie be the uh, still be the bigot, bigoted redneck or not redneck, but the bigoted? Uh, I guess conservative Republican is what he was supposed to be, or, you know, how, where do his views line up in today's society? Actually, probably if he was bigoted in there, he would probably be more so, but I'd be curious to see if, if meathead and Gloria, where they align on the political spectrum now. Oh, I'm fairly certain based on what I've seen from all in the family. I feel like uh, Archie is much, I, I almost think they're microcosms of, where we are in society is Archie goes that much more one way and, and meathead and, and glory go the opposite direction. And so there's just more and more divide between the two. I think, well, I think if, if you do it today, I'm saying, if you go back and watch the show as sure. is, where do they, where do they line up on today's political, mm-hmm. you know, but, and, and it's, it's amazing that um, I think it was ABC within the last couple of years, they've done a, like a live remake of all in the family and, and, uh, and more recently another one that I can't quite remember, but life, good times, different strokes, different strokes, uh, was one, um, but they were met very, at least from what I saw and I didn't scan Twitter or anything like that. It's not, not what I do. Twitter's not real. Um, but they were met very positively, I think, based on the performances and, and uh, you know, things like that. So, um, I mean, you had Woody Harrelson as Archie Bunker and you had uh, Jamie Foxx, I believe, as uh, uh, George Jefferson. So, uh, again, you have a couple of heavy hitters from today. Uh, and I don't know. Um, I, there are there is a segment of the population that thinks that. Archie that um, the, now then his name is the guy who played Archie Bunker, Carol O'Connor. Thank you. Um, they kind of thought that he was like a massive piece of garbage, but at the same time, you got to remember it's the writers and yeah. you go back 40, more than 40 years ago. Now uh, it, it people had thicker skin back then. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, but I feel like they handled topics. There was one, episode i believe you know I, I saw clips of here or there uh where i think they woke up one morning and there was like a swastika uh painted on their front door um mm-hmm. and you know you know everybody like there was no you know like archie bunker who was i think viewed by a lot of people as a you know a, obviously a bigot you know and he certainly had his issues but he wanted to get that off his door <laughs> as fast as he could you know he's like i may be you know who I am, but I'm not nearly as bad as those guys. So I don't know. They, they, I, I think what I liked about all in the family is they steered again. I, I used the metaphor twice now, so I apologize, but they, you know, kind of hit 
their social issues head on at that time. Um, whereas I feel like now so many of our shows want to address today's issues, but in a hand-holding and pandering way. I can see that to an extent, and yeah. This is where we lose all of our listeners. Audience, no. Yeah. No, um, you just, I, I don't remember that episode, but it made me think of the, do you remember the show A Different World? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I did. did not. Uh, I do not remember this episode. I've seen clips. You can find them on YouTube and on Twitter. Um, but there's an episode where Dean Kane was in it and he um, apparently spray painted or someone spray painted the N word on Dwayne Wade's not Dwayne Wade. He's a basketball player. Um, Dwayne. Uh, I can't sure think he what, is. Yeah. I can't think of what the character's name. Uh, but I, I know who Dwayne, when you say Dwayne in a different world, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Uh, spray the N word on the show and they show it, you know, in the scene, like it's on there. And I'm like, wow, I do not remember that being so prominent in the, you know, late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties. But um yeah, I think, and I think that, you know, one of the tests of, of media itself is to, uh, and especially comedy in this regard. And I think this is where comedians kind of um, can struggle in today's environment is that you're supposed to be able to, to poke fun at things that aren't funny in a way to get you, um, not necessarily to make them relatable, but it takes the power away from them. It, right. Um, if, if I may, a perfect example and folks can uh, now he is. I'll, I'll be the first to say he is. His comedy is not for everybody, but you can find him on Netflix. And that's Jimmy Carr, British comedian, Jimmy Carr, who uh, there there's no safe space. There's no topic that he deems as off limits. Um, but again, like you said, Chad, it, it takes the power away, you know, um, it, and uh, we, we have just a couple minutes that are. Uh, and I was trying to gloss over the, the Jimmy Carr aspect, but there are a couple other quick hits that, that I wanted to, because I've, I've tried to go back and watch a couple of these. Um, and so while I, people will have their issues with friends. My biggest issue with friends is that the wardrobe <laughs> is very specific, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's a, uh, it's something that, you know, like I think, fashion at that time was probably getting their trends from friends. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Um, I went back, my oldest loves dinosaurs. So uh, there's a show from my youth that's on Disney plus called dinosaurs. It's the Jim Henson uh, workshop, you know, the animatronic dinosaurs and the not to mama and things like that. Chad, that show does not hold up over time. I, I mean, I was not a fan in when it was original, so I do not ha- know how it would hold up. But um, the other show that comes to mind for me, and I, uh, I love the show. I, well, actually, two shows now. One being my two dads. Now with the advancement of DNA technology, I think uh, that show would be over with in about five minutes because they would just do a blood test and be like, "You're the dad," you know. They'd bring Maury in, and everything would be settled, and then. <laughs> Um, and then Craig Evigan could go back, find his monkey and, and go back on the road in his, uh, semi truck. But, uh, again, PJ and the bear, another classic that needs to be updated, but 
what if they tried to redo Small Wonder? Oh, I often forget about Small Wonder. Um, it's it's a, a really fun premise. Um, I think you'd probably have to make some modifications from the original. Um, but of course, it's a little robot girl who it, it's it's a little Pinocchio and not in that, you know, like when she tells a fib, her nose grows or anything like that. But she's animatronic. She's not real. They they power her down on occasion, uh, but they also like leave her to almost like be the maid maid slash daughter slash maid. You don't know what in, in the episode, which would be interesting. I, I would be in for a small wonder remake reimagining probably is the best word for it i mean i think in today's society it would be more gritty and given the way things are going with uh, robots and i only know this from twitter i I do not know any of this uh on personal experience but uh you know there are uh, things that they call love dolls and i think if you redo small wonder maybe the sun gets a little too uh Stop. I'm going to stop you right there, Chad. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, Real quick before we get out of here, in a word, uh, if you have seen the trailer for the Bel Air uh, show uh, uh, on Peacock, which is the reimagining of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, in a word, thumbs up, thumbs down. Are you interested in it at all? Uh, Haven't seen it, but no, because why do we need a new Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I couldn't have said it better myself. Eventually I'll remember exactly how much time that intro is and know <laughs> how long we're supposed to go. Yeah, that's all right. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.